0: Thank you for tuning in to Milledgeville Matters on WRGC 88.3 FM. I am your host, Daniel McDonald. As the Baldwin County School District continues developing its next five-year strategic plan, it invites everyone interested in the future of Baldwin County. Baldwin County's economy, its workforce, its schools, and its quality of life to attend the next Strategic Planning Forum, which will take place from 5.30 to 8 p.m. this Thursday, May 17th, in the cafeteria of Oak Hill Middle School on Blandy Way. Joining me tonight to discuss progress towards that next five-year Strategic Plan and what they've learned from community forums and surveys conducted earlier in the 2017-2018 school year is Baldwin County Schools Superintendent, Dr. Norris Price. Dr. Price, welcome back to Milledgeville Matters.
1: Thank you so much, I'm glad to be here.
0: As i said in the introduction, um, the Baldwin County School District is inviting all community stakeholders to participate again in the process of creating the district's next five-year strategic plan. Earlier this year, you wanted to hear the community's vision for their schools. Now you're inviting them back for the next step in the process. Uh, can we begin by just reacquainting our audience with the strategic planning process and especially emphasizing where we're going next?
1: Every five years, we engage in a process of reevaluating our current strategic plan and then determining whether we need to develop a new plan based on what has transpired over the course of five years. The Baldwin County School District is in the process of developing its next five-year plan. We decided that we totally needed to transform it because of the changes that we have made in the last few years to our district, specifically related to the restructuring of the elementary schools, and also trying to enhance the College and Career Academy at Baldwin High School. So we partnered up with the Technical College System of Georgia, and the Ford next generation learning to help us develop this new strategic plan. And so we're very excited about it. And in October, our community came together. We had over 100 participants uh, who gave us feedback on what they would like to see moving forward. In other words, we really challenged our community to envision what Baldwin County School District would look like five years from now. And so we got lots of good feedback and input, and we have been trying to finalize that plan. So the meeting that we're having on Thursday is to share with them what we've been able to put together and uh, get their feedback before we finalize the plan and present it to the board.
0: Last time we spoke, you were asking for that vision from the community members. I was wondering if you might share some of that feedback that you received. Let's just start off with the strengths. What what were the strong points that people shared with you about the Baldwin County Schools?
1: Well, some of the strengths that were pointed out were the district faculty and staff. Our stakeholders felt that that was a strength for us, uh, along with our dual enrollment program. The school and community partnerships that we've been able to establish the school governance teams that are now part of our charter system where we have parents and teachers that come together to have input in decisions that are impact the entire school district the fact that we have a collaboration with the institutions of higher learning a fine arts program in addition to where we're located we have a beautiful community great location The fact that we are revitalizing Central State Hospital, they saw that as a strength, as well as the improvements that are being made to our water and sewer system. They saw it also as a strength as far as attracting business and industry. So those are some of the things that were mentioned when we came together and received input from our stakeholders.
0: And so when we listen to those responses, there's a number of things that we wouldn't typically associate directly with the school district. What benefits this strategic process for having such a broad uh, vision of that interaction between the communities and the schools?
1: The public school system has a direct impact on the economic development of this community. So when you're looking at a public school system, you truly have to take a wider view when it comes to the impact that we have as far as attracting business and industry. And so you gotta have a strong public school system if we're going to bring jobs to our community. And so I think that because the stakeholders were not only made up of parents and staff members, they were made up of business people, um, as well as community members that live in this community, that we were able to get that wider view of the strengths that we have that support the work that we're doing in the public school system.
0: We just talked about the strengths. I do want to um, ask about the areas for improvement. What did people say they most want to see improved?
1: The parental involvement that came up. They would like to see an increase in the number of parents that are involved in the educational process. And there are many reasons why parents may or may not be actively involved, and we talked about those. Poverty was one of the challenges or as we call it opportunities for growth. The generational poverty that exists in our community and that we have to tackle that head on and we know that the key to breaking that cycle of poverty is education. So that kept coming up over and over again. A sense of apathy was also another area that was identified as well as communication and uh, the perception that may be out there about the public school system. There are some negative perceptions that may not be accurate. So communicating and continuing to tell our story is something that was identified as a challenge for us and that we just need to continue to do that and and not give up on on telling our story and telling others about the good work that's going on in our school district. So those were the, the top ones that came out of the strategic planning process.
0: What surprised you the most about the feedback you received when you put that call out to your community stakeholders?
1: There weren't any surprises. The things that they identify are the things that we know that we have to continue to work on. I didn't see anything that really surprised me that came out of the forum. There were things that we've been talking about it and that I hear when I go out into the community.
0: Anything that you received in the feedback that really set the tone for the way that you yourself as a superintendent want to address the strategic planning process?
1: Well, one of the things that I think came out that we know we are continually working on that, and that is uh, discipline came out as an, an area that we are working on, but it's hard for people to understand that as a public school system. We open our doors to all children and and we don't get to select who comes to our public school system. And that means that we have children that have mental health needs and that are bigger than what we're able to offer and support our kids. And that the community has to work with us in order to address the mental health needs of a percentage of our population. And so I think just trying to figure out how do we do that.
0: You're listening to a conversation I recorded with school superintendent Dr. Norris Price about the Baldwin County School District's next five-year strategic plan. The district will hold a community forum on Thursday afternoon at 5.30 in the Oak Hill Middle School cafeteria. Of course, you are invited, so please come out and put your input towards this next five-year strategic plan for our community school system. (music) Turn now to our conversation with Baldwin County Schools District Superintendent Dr. Norris Price. We've talked about a very a broad approach to strategic planning for our community. How does that input make its way back into the planning process?
1: Let me take you back to the Ford Next Generation Learning Framework. That framework has three strands. One of the strands is transforming teaching and learning. And it's just really looking at how we can prepare our students for the jobs of the future and how we need to revamp the way we're delivering our educational services to our students. It also is focusing on transforming business and civic engagement. How do we involve our business and industry partners and help them to enhance the overall education that we're providing to our students, in addition to looking at transforming the K-12 school experience. So transforming teaching and learning, looking at our teachers and how we're training them and the curriculum and how we're delivering that, and then transforming K-12, how do we prepare our students for the jobs of the future, for their world. So that process is getting input from our community. And then we asked for volunteers who wanted to be part of a subcommittee and we had approximately 70 people that expressed an interest. And so those 70 people have been meeting every other month, looking at all the information that we received, looking at the four Next Generation Learning Framework and putting strategies together that align aligned with the feedback that we got from our stakeholders. And what we're gonna present on Thursday is what we have been able to identify as our focus areas, our goals, and our strategies to develop the next strategic plan for the next five years. So we want to share that with our stakeholders and see if we're on the right track or not. And if we're not, we want that feedback so that we can regroup. So we've taken all the feedback that we've received and we've also had focus groups like we have a faith-based group we have a parent advisory council we have a local governance team so we've been meeting with all those folks as well in addition to the community forum to get input that has been put into this document that we're going to share on thursday
0: where are we within that process
1: we have identified the focus areas the three focus areas that we have identified are increasing student achievement, strengthening staff, recruitment and retention, and increasing business and community partnerships. So under each of those focus areas are goals, and under each of those goals are strategies. And then after we have identified that these are the strategies, then we're going to identify targets. So what are we going to use to measure our success? And then all of that comes together into that final plan.
0: Mm-hmm. And so are we at the point where we're presenting what we have now and there was an opportunity for feedback and that feedback will go directly into the final plan or will there be any other steps in the process beyond that?
1: We are in the process of sharing what we've been able to put together, the focus areas, the goals, and the strategies, and we want feedback to see if we're on the right track, if we need to change anything, if we need to tweak, and then we'll take that back to those subcommittees to then finalize final strategic plan.
0: How will you roll out the implementation of that plan?
1: Once we have the strategic plan, we then present it to the board. Mm -hmm. The board has to vote on it and approve it. Once the board approves it, then we begin the implementation. So it is my job with the district staff and our school-based leaders to determine how we roll out that plan, how are we going to implement it, and who needs to be involved in that implementation. So once we have it finalized, it goes to the board for approval. If the board votes on it, then we go ahead and begin the implementation process and identifying who needs to be involved in that rollout. And then we'll post it on our website, we'll push it out through social media and give quarterly updates to the board as to where we are.
0: How are you feeling about the process right now?
1: I feel really good about the process. I think we have gotten some really meaningful feedback that would help us move forward as a district and ensure that we're providing the highest quality education for our students. Did not get as much feedback as I wanted to on the ideal graduate. So I'm hoping that on Thursday I can do that. What does that ideal graduate look like when they graduate from the Baldwin County School District?
0: Earlier in our conversation, you mentioned trying to prepare our students for that world that mm-hmm. they will graduate into. Mm-hmm. From what you are seeing now, what would that world look like?
1: There are a lot of jobs that haven't even been developed. <laughs> and there are a lot of jobs now that our students need to be prepared, um, especially having 21st century skills in addition to the soft skills. One of those, for example, is welding. People think that's vocational and therefore if I'm going to college, I shouldn't be, but welding is so much more than just the hands-on experience to it. There's so many jobs that come out of that industry that students need to be exposed to that. Um, Looking at jobs like in the medical field, like nursing, I mean, that's a critical field in helping our students to see what those jobs are. Teaching, you know, we have a shortage of of teachers. And so there are your traditional jobs, And then there are jobs, like I said, that haven't even been developed that we will need to make sure that our students are prepared for that. So we're working very closely with our development authority and also with the Chamber of Commerce to identify the workforce needs, not only in our community, but in our state, to be able to then prepare our students for those jobs.
0: How do you go about preparing students for jobs that uh, may not exist, for technologies that may not exist? Well, one of the things that we do is
1: to work with business and industry, and they are able to tell us some of the things that we need to do to make sure that our students are prepared. Problem solvers, you know, uh, inquiry-based learning um, is critical creativity so making sure that when we are developing our curriculum when we're revising our curriculum that those critical thinking skills problem solving skills high order thinking skills are incorporated into our curriculum so that's how you begin to prepare our students along with the soft skills you know collaborating with with each other you know how do you work with one another how do you show appreciation for differences how do you communicate if you have a disagreement How do you solve? So those are skills also that are going to help our students be successful once we identify those future jobs.
0: I remember when I was in school, there was a noticeable moving away from vocational tech and also skills that would help you in the trades. Uh, There was a a dramatic shift towards uh, college prep curriculum. Did we lose anything by uh, making that decision
1: I think we did. I think we moved away and really focused on getting everyone to go to college, specifically a four-year college, and I think that we realized that we need to come back and really provide options for our students. Most of the careers that are available now, the students need some type of post-secondary education, whether that be some type of industry certification or credential, but it doesn't require you to go to college for four years. It could be that in six weeks I can get some type of certification by going to the technical college. So I think that what we're doing now is really making sure that we have a diverse offering for our students. From what we used to call the vocational track, that's no longer uh, the case, we call it career Tracks, And so we're preparing our students for those careers, again, that we have identified and making sure that everybody knows that you need to have some type of post-secondary preparation, but it doesn't have to be going and getting a college degree in order to do that. And we're very fortunate to have three institutions of higher learning in our community that provides lots of options for our students, including if you want to go to the military or you just want to go directly into the workforce. We are now looking, as part of this strategic plan, creating a wall-to-wall career academy. That means that every student is expected to finish a pathway and they have to select a pathway and finish it, which means that at the end of that pathway, they're going to earn some type of credential. And that it doesn't matter whether you're going to a four-year college or you're going to a two-year college or you're just going to go right into the workforce, we expect you to do that. And so this would be part of our new strategic plan.
0: You're listening to a conversation I recorded with school superintendent Dr. Norris Price about the Baldwin County School District's next five-year strategic plan. The district will hold a community forum on Thursday afternoon at 5.30 in the Oak Hill Middle School cafeteria. Of course, you are invited, so please come out and put your input towards this next five-year strategic plan for our community school system. turn now to our conversation with Baldwin County Schools District Superintendent Dr. Norris Price. Now, I want to transition to a topic that is very much on many people's minds right now and of course that's school safety. As we're sitting down to do this interview today, there are two study committees coming out of the Georgia legislature trying to recommend comprehensive solutions to protect every community schools. Uh, One part of this effort will be to stand up a $16 million grant program to help schools improve their safety situation across the state. Uh, I want to just start off from a sense, is it possible to be able to have comprehensive solutions to protect every community school?
1: I think it's possible. I don't think that there's any way that no matter how many safeguards you put into place, that you would be able to guarantee it 100%. But Dargana, we're gonna try. And so every school in our district has a safety plan that we revise every year, looking at all sorts of possible emergencies or situations Um, in addition to really looking at what we need to do to make sure that all of our students and staff members are safe when we had the opportunity to put a plan together for splost safety and security was at the top of that list of projects and so we've been able to establish in our school district secure vestibule which pushes everybody into the main office before you're let out into the rest of the building Uh, we now have control access we have security cameras inside of our buildings as well as outside We also, as you know, as a result of two incidents that we had in the fall with students bringing guns to schools, we then went ahead and added metal detectors at the middle and high school. We have gotten input on adding metal detectors at the elementary school. We're not in agreement as a community. Right now, what we're looking at is possibly putting a camera in a buzzer system outside the main door of the school, which means you have to be bused into the rest of the school. We also went to clear and mesh book bags for all of our students, and we'll continue that for next year. And we're still exploring what other options we have available to protect our students and our staff. We're adding two additional resource officers for next school year. As part of this money that has been approved for a comprehensive plan for school districts, I would hope that maybe we could add additional resource officers so, so that we have an officer at every single one of our schools just having an armed officers can be a deterrent for anyone that wants to come in to create harm. And then the other part of that is that as a community we all have to come together. I asked our parents to make sure that when your child is leaving home that you check their backpacks, that you check what they're bringing to school, that our students if they see something say something. We will continue to stress that and continue to work with our families and our community to make sure that our schools continue to be a safe place. And we have safe schools, but we know that we can never be too comfortable with what we have already have in place. We have to continually assess whether there are other things that we need to do to provide that safety.
0: And what would you share with these legislators who are convening these study committees?
1: I would say that we definitely need to look at placing funding for resource officers in every single one of our schools. I think it's, it's really important. And then looking at different security solutions that would be available to schools. You know, um, We're very fortunate for SPLAS to be able to put security cameras um, inside and outside of all of our schools to secure vestibules. Um, but also the solution of having a camera and a busing system outside of the school. And again, uh, it takes away a little bit because you're not free to just come in, but if that's what it takes to protect our students and staff, then that's what we need to do.
0: And we're coming to the close of this interview, but we're also coming to the close of our school year. What are some of the things that you'd like to share with our listeners about uh, the Baldwin County School District in 2017-2018?
1: You know, I had the opportunity to the eggs and issues and share the state of the school. And so I want to say that we have a good school district, and we have a school district that parents can be proud of. We also have our challenges And we know that, we've identified those challenges, and we're taking them head on. And we need the support of our community. I open our doors, we we have nothing to hide, come on in. I need mentors, I need volunteers in our schools. But we need to work together to build our school district to ensure that we are successful so that we can bring jobs back to our community. If there is information out there that you're not sure about, please reach out to me. But I'm very proud of all the work that's going on in our school district. We have some extremely dedicated employees and our students are are working very hard. We know that the challenges, for example, reading is a challenge for us and making sure that all of our children are reading on grade level by the end of third grade. But when they graduate from us, we want them to be proficient readers and writers. And so that's a challenge for us. And we are continually looking at how can we get to that goal of getting all of our students to be proficient readers and writers? And so, there may be some ideas that people out in our community may have to help us, but just coming in and reading to a child uh, an hour a week can make a difference. So, there are lots of things going on. I invite you to come to the events. Uh, the high school and the middle school are putting on concerts this week. Come into our schools and support us and, and work with us uh, and not against us. We need your support as a community.
0: And what is the best way to learn about those uh, mentoring opportunities, those volunteering opportunities, or even those opportunities just to see some of the ways that uh, our young students want to give back to the community through these concerts like you just mentioned?
1: One of the things is I want to invite everyone to come to our board meetings. During our board meeting, we conduct business. But the best part of our board meetings is when we recognize the achievements of our students and staff. It is something to see, so I encourage you. It's the second Tuesday of every month. There are a couple of months where we do it on the third Tuesday, but most months, we have it on the second Tuesday. Come out and support that. If you want to volunteer, be a mentor, we have partnered up with Communities and Schools. So they are the ones that will screen our volunteers and also train them. So if you can contact Communities and Schools, that information is on our website or just call the front office and we'll give you that information. Sandy Baxter is the executive director, and they've done a great job of helping us recruit volunteers and mentors. And we have a site coordinator, communities and school site coordinator, in every single one of our schools that are also available to talk to anyone who wants to volunteer or be a mentor.
0: As we close, uh, just one more call to action to come out to the strategic planning forum on Thursday.
1: Yes, please come out, give us your feedback. We're going to show you the draft of the strategic plan. We want your feedback. But I also want you to think about what does the ideal graduate from the Baldwin County School District look like? On Thursday, I want that feedback. What do we want that ideal graduate to look like? and I think that that's going to help us also to finalize the strategic plan that will lead our work through 2023. So thank you for giving me this opportunity, and I look forward to seeing as many of you, 5.30 Oak Hill Middle School on Thursday.
0: Dr. Norris Price, I want to thank you for taking the time to join our radio audience here on Milledgeville Matters. Thank you. You've been listening to Millageville Matters and WRGC 88.3 FM. Today, I talked with Baldwin County Schools Superintendent Dr. Norris Price about progress made towards the school district's next strategic five-year plan. You can attend a community forum about that five-year strategic plan on Thursday at 5.30 in the Oak Hill Middle School cafeteria. Oak Hill Middle School, of course, is located on Blandy Way, just west of downtown Milledgeville. I've been your host, Daniel McDonald. It has been my pleasure spending this portion of the evening with you here on Milledgeville Matters, and I want you to know that I look forward to convening with you next time.